Welcome, everyone, to this IMS Leadership Conversations podcast. My name is Charles Good, your host and the president of the Institute for Management Studies. This podcast is designed to highlight relevant research and practical applications from esteemed leadership experts and practitioners. Today, I'm very glad to be joined by Julie Winkle Giulioni, who is a champion for workplace growth and development and who helps executives and leaders optimize talent and potential within their organizations. She is one of Inc. Magazine's top 100 speakers and the author of the soon-to-be bestseller, Promotions or So Yesterday, as well as the co-author of the international bestseller, Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go. Love that title. Career conversations that need to be stated and employees want. That book has been translated into seven languages. Thank you for joining me today, Julie. Oh, Charles, thanks for having me. Before we get into today's topic, I always like to ask a a background question, and I noticed on your bio, and I can't help but to ask it, I wanted you to walk us through your journey from teaching modeling and charm to children to becoming a sought-after leadership speaker and best-selling author. Well, I think it's a pretty clear line, you know, and my audience has just grown up a little bit, but I'm still working on how we all get along and behave. Yeah, my very first job was teaching modeling and charm. It was so much fun with these little pipsqueaks who would come in and we'd teach them their manners and they graduated with this little fashion show and you'd see these these kids who had no confidence just kind of flourish and uh, get up on a stage and dazzle. And so I'm a teacher at heart. I've been teaching since I was a kid. And so I went from teaching modeling and charm to to children to teaching high school. I was a department chair and a professor at a university. And then I went back into industry, into learning and development. So just teaching ever-growing audiences. And uh, today I have the, the great pleasure and privilege of working with managers and leaders literally around the world, helping them grapple with some of the issues that they're up against and find ways to enhance engagement and the growth and retention that's necessary in organizations today. I love that strategy and approach. I always like to frame our discussion in each episode around certain leadership topics of relevance or need. And I believe today's leadership topic that we're going to be discussing workplace growth and development is at the forefront of everyone's mind because we're in the middle of the great resignation, right? That's affecting so many different organizations, leaders at all levels, trying to identify ways to keep them engaged throughout these uncertain times. What are your thoughts on that great resignation and kind of where organizations stand on that, on that issue? Well, it's it's been devastating, hasn't it, across the United States and abroad, across industries. And the last two years have really inspired what I frequently refer to as the great reevaluation. As we've had time to reflect upon heady issues like mortality and what's important to us, folks are really looking at work through a different lens in a different way. And we want our jobs to do different jobs for us. And so I'm really seeing that a piece of the great resignation is people wanting a new relationship with work and a relationship that's more deeply embedded in in growth and development. So a lot of factors that, of course, you know, gone into it, but a lot of folks who are making the move or part of the great reshuffle, whatever we want to call this, they're going into roles and into places where they're 
growing more, where they're developing, where they're able to experience more meaning. And so leaders, organizations need to be really taking a hard look at what they can offer the workforce. Well, and that's why I love your new book, which provides alternative ways to keep them engaged versus just looking at promotions. So referring to the title, why do you believe that promotions are so yesterday? You know, the world has changed so dramatically. You look at the external landscape with downsizing and right-sizing and de-layering of those mid-levels of management and until recently, at least, boomers living longer and working longer and work gets done more organically. And now with hybrid and remote organizations, those former geographic boundaries that used to provide some you know, opportunity for people within an organization, those have fallen away. And so now there's even more competition when those positions, those promotions open up. And so you look at an organization and the number of promotions is pretty limited. So the landscape has changed, but the inner landscape has changed too. Like we were just saying, people are different. We want more and something different out of work. And yet, for whatever reason, there's something about careers and career development. It just hijacks our brains and takes us to that promotion, that ladder. Intellectually, we know it's a mathematical impossibility to let everybody who wants to grow have a promotion. It just it doesn't work that way. But we keep kind of measuring success against that kind of an artificial yardstick. And so... A lot of the dissatisfaction that people are experiencing today relative to career development is that those expectations for promotions aren't being met. And so as long as we're going to define career development that narrowly, we're going to keep setting people up to be really dissatisfied and unhappy and look elsewhere. So my thinking is today, promotions are yesterday as that exclusive definition for what career success looks like. Today, we have an opportunity to expand that definition really dramatically. And when we do, we can expand what's possible for people in terms of their growth and development. I love that explanation. And you're right. That's kind of the default setting that everyone just assumes. And it's the easy thing to do, but you're right. You're setting a lot of people up for failure with that definition. And there's also various risks and challenges, right, associated. If you define your career and your development exclusively by the promotions and the positions you have, would you agree? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's just, it, if that's your only way to measure success, if that's how you're defining success, then you're only going to be successful every three or five or seven years, right? I, I always liken it to traveling. When you're planning a big trip, of course, you want to see the landmarks, the, the Eiffel Tower, the Champs-Élysées, whatever it might be. And you're going to get the pictures, those will be in the album, but it's the stuff in between that you really remember that really makes the trip. And it's the same with careers. We have the landmarks and, and understandably people aspire to the Champs-Élysées, that promotion or whatever it might be. But we forget that the development is really happening day in and day out. And the problem with promotions in large part is they're completely out of control, out of the control of managers and employees. And so we feel very disempowered when it comes to trying to 
figure out what to do to help people grow. And so it's time to flip the the script a bit, empower managers and leaders and give them, remind them of all of the options that really are available in that liminal space between beyond, you know, besides the the promotions. So let's give them some practical stuff they could use then. What are some alternate ways that you can think about your career and career development, if not defining it by promotions and positions? So when I think about career development, I think of it as like light. And we've been shining the light of career development on the canvas of the org chart for all this time. And so when we think about career development, we think about that climb up the food chain, or you know, more recently, kind of the lateral stuff moving around the organization, but it's still this one and two dimensional sort of thing. And so in my new book, Promotions Are So Yesterday, what I do is introduce what I refer to as the multidimensional career framework. And that framework acts almost like a prism. So that light of career development, we put it through the prism of this framework. And just like a prism bends and and refracts the light, we can see career development as discrete dimensions that we can wrap our hands around, that we can wrap our heads around, that we as managers and employees can collaborate on together. And so the multidimensional career framework offers seven other dimensions beyond that climb up the corporate ladder. And they are um, contribution, competence, connection, confidence, challenge, contentment, and choice. And then there's that climb up the corporate ladder. But as I mentioned, the climb, the, the challenge with the climb is we don't have very, we have very little control over that. Whereas managers and employees, they have ultimate control over all those other seven dimensions. That's in their wheelhouse, in their sphere of influence. Well, can you unpack for our listeners, how did you create this multidimensional career development framework? Well, over the last 10 years or so, since launching the first book, Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go, I've had the opportunity to dialogue with thousands of managers and employees around the world and really getting clear on what career means to people, how they want to grow, and what's available for growth in an organization. And over those years, the patterns in those conversations just became really clear. And what I could see was there were these seven other dimensions that really mattered to people. I mean, when you would talk to them about what career meant to them and what mattered, it was things like contribution and the connections that they were making and that deep sense of mastery and and confidence that comes with that and so forth. So those patterns became clear. The the framework sort of emerged from that. But then I wanted to really make sure that while these were viable, are they going to really be valuable to people? And so we did a, a validation study with more than 750 people worldwide. And we just asked them to rank these eight dimensions. And what came back was really stunning. What we found was in aggregate, those who responded were more interested in contribution, competence, connection, confidence, challenge, choice, and contentment. They were more interested in those seven dimensions than they were in the climb of the corporate ladder. 
And so it turns on its ear what managers have been thinking and assuming all these years that all people want are the the promotions they don't have. So it opens up the possibility for great dialogue and opportunity for growth for managers and, and employees alike. Oh, you're right. Is there one dimension or one or two dimensions that you found were the most important or are they all equally important? No, contribution was number one. It ranked number one in aggregate. Contribution and competence were either number one or number two for all age ranges that we we surveyed. And it's been interesting since doing that research. I've done a bunch of keynotes and training and that kind of thing. And I always have people do a self-assessment. We do a poll and consistently contribution and competence are at the top of the list. And consistently, the climb falls dead last. And so to me, that's such hopeful news for managers and leaders because they absolutely can facilitate greater contribution and greater competence right within the the envelope of somebody's current role. Let's get a little more granular into those top two, because I always like to give them some practical tips, tools, or strategies that they can use, especially with contributions. Let's say you're a manager, this employee, you aren't able to give this employee, a star employee, possibly a promotion right now. You want to find other ways to keep them engaged, keep them developing in their roles. And you want to identify in areas of contribution that they can really contribute more. Could you give some tips to our listeners as far as what a manager could do, especially maybe it's a new manager that really doesn't know how to operate on that basis, right? In the career development of their colleagues that they're just looking at it in terms of strictly more promotions. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, just kind of backing up for a minute, I think it's easy for these other dimensions to sort of be thought of as consolation prizes. But let's be clear, people ranked contribution as more interesting to them than the climb. So this is the main event for them. So as managers, we don't have to apologize uh, for not having that promotion. In fact, some people don't even want the promotion. I mean, they've seen what leadership looks like up close and thank you very much. So it's not a consolation price. This is what someone might really, what might be their most burning desire, most important way to learn and grow. And so for, from a manager's perspective, certainly we've got some self-assessments in the book and one uh, complimentary one online as well that would help you to understand where someone's uh, priorities lie, because that's really the first thing. We've got to isolate that contribution is of interest. And For many employees and managers too, we haven't had the language to talk about this because the promotion was the default setting. That was kind of all we ever thought about. So even bringing voice to this notion of, I want to grow through contribution, that's new for a lot of people. So helping folks recognize that that is a need and a desire becomes the first thing. And you do that through, through conversation and through relationship, but then understanding what does that look like? When you think about contribution, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What kinds of things do you want to do? What do you want to be able to do on the other side of this? Because so frequently, managers use contribution for engagement. You know, they'll let people step up and make a difference and be visible and take something on. And that's engaging, but it's kind of one way, isn't it? I mean, the employee is doing more, the organization is gaining. So what we're talking about here is how can we make it reciprocal? 
So I'm going to step up. I'm going to contribute more. But then on the other side of it, I want to have more skills, a new capacity, a better network, greater visibility, you know, whatever it might be that is the growth that I'm looking for. So it becomes a reciprocal sort of thing. So conversation is key to having that understanding of how can we make sure that the employee is getting something in terms of development while they're also giving. And then it's a matter of looking around the the workplace. And the good news is there are so darn many places that need someone to step up and do something. I mean, there are voids, there are customer problems, there are opportunities, you know, right and left. So finding that just right possibility, that just right development experience that matches the kind of contribution people want to make and will deliver on the, the growth goals becomes key. And you've got then that contracting that goes uh, forward with that. And then the manager's real work begins because they need to be there to support the employee, to be the safety net, to talk through the challenges, to offer the encouragement to the resources that are required. And then on the tail end of whatever this experience is, leaders have to be prepared to help people unpack that learning. You know, so frequently, we do all the right work. We give people a great developmental opportunity and then they're done and on to the next. And if we don't pause, if we don't help them reflect on what did I learn? How am I different today? What can I do today that I couldn't do last week? That's a game changer. That's when people recognize that development's happening. That's when there's just no question, but what I'm growing in my role. And we know that that's one of the key differentiators in terms of retention. Very well said. And that's something that's near and dear to my heart in terms of what we do here at IMS is getting the managers as well as the individuals to look on that development opportunity to say, how are they, how have they changed it? How have they incorporated it within their workflow activities so that they can grow in that role? But I love what you said about mindset, right? With the people managers is getting that mindset to shift. So they think of these opportunities and then they can do the assessment with their subordinates, have them identify those critical areas of need and then have these other conversations. But it's been so programmed into their minds for so long that they only have one default setting usually. And it's not even on their radar, which now it should and needs to be, especially in this current environment with the great resignation, with everything going on in the external environment. It's really critical that this mindset changes. And that's why I love this book. It's not just another career development book stating, pushing the promotion piece, but looking for other ways to keep them engaged. However, there's always those people that still want to climb, right? And I think that assessment would show that, okay, that's number one still. So you get someone, you have them take the assessment. The clear number one is I want to climb the corporate ladder. How do you keep them engaged if that's their sole purpose or or, or goal within staying at the organization that they want to see the next position in a certain amount of time. They want a promotion at this period of time or in this amount. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the aspiration to climb. There are times in all of our careers when that's going to be the absolute right on, you know, appropriate next step. The problem is it's not in our control. And so from a manager's perspective, if that's what someone is interested in, we've got to be transparent. We've got to be honest. 
We've got to help people understand the delta between where they are and where they might need to be in order to, to effectively step into that role. And that means candid feedback and, and sometimes uncomfortable conversations for employees or, and for managers with their employees. But one of the key things is really helping to get to an understanding of what's animating that interest I'm sure you do this too. I talk to people who aspire to people manager roles and I'll say, what is it about that job that you're really looking forward to? You know, what, what piece of the responsibility do you think is going to be most satisfying? And people are just kind of blank because it's not necessarily that they're aspiring to be in that role. They're aspiring to be called something, to be at a certain level, to have a certain title. It's not that work that they want to do necessarily. They, they might not even know what that work is. So understanding what's animating the interest in the climb can help the manager and the employee better determine what some, some appropriate next steps would be. And then the other thing is, You've got the other, if someone's really dead set, they're focused on climbing and you want to support them in doing that, you have those other seven dimensions to be able to use as levers, as means toward an end. So maybe someone needs to expand their network and really build a stronger community, get some visibility going. So perhaps you're open to the chapter on connection and figure out what are some activities that we can engage in so that you can use this time now, not like a waiting room, you know, just sitting on your hands waiting for that promotion to come, but to be really the classroom that you need to develop that network or to step up to challenges or to learn particular skills. And the truth is, I mean, you know, let's be honest, there will be times when we're going to lose people where we can't give them that role that they're looking for. Uh, but a good developer of people, someone who's really committed to helping their folks grow, will develop a reputation that will attract additional talent in the door, as you might have to be saying goodbye to some of the talent that leaves. Well said. And I think that's so true that you can develop people in many different areas, regardless of of, of, of how that's perceived, right? So that it's not maybe in promotions, but in connection and competence. So you're always looking to give them those development opportunities. And it's so critical that you really understand their rationale for wanting that promotion so that they know, so that you know why they want it to begin with. Whether it's like you said, it's in the position, is it the money or do they really enjoy the work and they want more responsibility, which I don't think that's a question many managers are asking enough of. And that would solve a lot of these issues as they move up through the ranks to make sure they're promoting the right people. Exactly. And there's so much that you can, once you understand what's animating the interest, there's so much that you can invite into the envelope of someone's current role to ignite that passion, to keep them engaged and motivated, whether that next position comes or not. And the other thing we haven't even talked about are all the people who don't want the promotion. You know, folks who have felt like there was something wrong with them, that they were perfectly happy where they are, they love what they're doing, but they don't want to stagnate. And so the other dimensions of the framework really give managers tools to keep those people really engaged and on, on the top of their game. And that's so critical because you're right, because we've ignored that segment where you want to keep them. They don't necessarily want the traditional promotion model to be placed um, on them, but they want other ways that they can develop 
So they have a more vested interest in the organization and their jobs and responsibilities. So a lot of great stuff in this new book. I really encourage everyone to get it. It's going to be out when, Julie? March 8th, 2022 from ATD Press. All right. So it's going to be coming out very shortly. As we reach the end of this episode, I always like to ask, is there a piece of advice that you could give someone starting their career in career development that you would have liked to have known back then? Maybe your 20-year-old self, if, if you mm. could talk to that person, what would be that one piece of advice that you could give them around this topic that would make a meaningful impact on their career trajectory? I think the biggest piece of advice would be to shift the questions that you're asking yourself. We're, we grow up being conditioned to think about what I want to be when I grow up. And that forces us down these linear paths that aren't consistent with today's reality. The question we need to ask ourselves is what do I want to do? And, and maybe never grow up, but what do I want to do? And when we start thinking about the kind of work we want to do, the kinds of problems we want to solve, the kinds of accomplishments we want to look back on, then that creates a wide open playing field for growth and development, engagement, passion, motivation throughout our working lives. I love that. I love how you can shift those questions and, and expand the possibilities as a result of that. Julie, remind our listeners how they can get a hold of you. The best place to find me is juliewinklegiulioni.com. Thank you, Julie, for sharing your insights with us today. Thank you, Charles. It's always a pleasure. This concludes this episode of the IMS Leadership Conversations podcast. You can send us your feedback at info at ims-online.com. I encourage our listeners to review and rate this podcast. I'm always looking for ways to make this podcast more relevant and applicable to you. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, and this can be accessed also on our website at ims-online.com. Until next time, remember, it's not what you know, but what you do consistently that makes the difference. 